Good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Uh, welcome to episode 129. Uh, with me tonight is James. How are we? Fine, thank you. Uh, tonight, we will be talking about Roma-Atalanta, uh, the 1-0 victory on Saturday evening, and we'll be previewing the game against Vitas Arnhem uh, on Thursday in the uh, Europa Conference League, and we've got some listeners' questions as well. Uh, thank you to the listeners who, uh, who posted uh, the questions on social media. I put a tweet out this afternoon, and uh, thank you very much in the, in the process. Uh, James, um a one nil victory on Saturday evening. Um, I watched the game yesterday as I was uh, watching another game on Sunday, uh, Saturday afternoon, and didn't get back to about eleven o'clock. Um, thought it was a good performance. I thought Roma dug uh, defensively quite well against. Uh, I wouldn't say a, the strongest Atalanta side. They were missing quite a, a couple of key players and. In Zapata, Morio came on in the second half and didn't really offer that much. They missed that focal point up front. Um, what were your thoughts on the performance on um, Saturday afternoon uh, slash Saturday evening? Well, I was um, very confident going into the game, uh, or quite confident, based on our performance the week before and the fact that I just had this feeling that there's a bit of an upswing in our fortunes. Yeah. And um, Atalanta, of course, were slightly depleted. No Ilicic, no Zapata. Um, Jim City didn't play, I don't... Hey, he was on the bench. He was on the bench. So, um, uh, so overall, my overall impression was uh, very pleased because um, I think some of the... Th- issues that we'd highlighted in recent weeks and months um, that have become a bit like chronic and persistent, particularly things like allowing too much space on the edge of our penalty area and conceding too many goals from shots. You know, if you think of the game at Empoli, for example, where conceded uh, a goal or two in that way. And then, um, you know, um, imprecision in attack, you know, not exploiting... Uh, attacking opportunities well. I mean, there was some of that <laughs> in uh, even in the game against Atalanta. But overall, I think some of the uh, the things, you know, uh, the cohesion between the players, it was much, you couldn't accuse it of being a disjointed performance. It was very cohesive. There was a good relationship between uh, all three departments, defence, midfield and attack. And we created... You know, I mean, really, you know, this, uh, you know, I was a bit disappointed to hear Atalanta officials after the game say, uh, I think the DS said that they were regretful because they thought they sh- their performance deserved at least a draw to take back to Bergamo. Well, I disagree with that completely. And, and, I, and I don't think that's a biased opinion. I mean, really, in the second half, I barely remember a clean chance they had, you know, um, Atalanta, we defended excellently. Full and Smalling was saying afterwards, you know, what a fully committed performance it was. You know, the defence played very well, and the def- and the midfield, contrary to what some people thought beforehand, um, protected the defence well. Mm. You know, pre- pre- um, prevented Atalanta, you know, being able to mount, you know, attacks against their defence, and in attack. We had numerous chances. I mean, the one regret really was that, you know, if you were going to be hypercritical, you would say that we should have made the result mm. safe well before the end, mm. you know, with the chances we created, the opportunities we we had. 
partly that was, I think, due to the fact that um, Abraham and Zaniolo in particular tired quite a bit in the second half because they, you know, uh, worked so hard in the in the first hour or so of the game. And um, we we left the substitutions quite late as well. I think it was about 80 minutes or so yeah, before we made uh, the, significant. There was a triple change, I think it was by on 80 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, so overall, given the difficulty of the opposition, uh, who we're now level with on points, they have the game in hand, of course, but nevertheless, I think, yeah, the, given the difficulty of the opposition and uh, the fact that we really should have won the game by at least two clear goals and the fact that they never really, I would say they never really looked like scoring. Um, I, I think it was uh, um, uh, a big improvement and, uh, you know, a consistent, we're showing some signs of consistency going into this, you know, crucial phase of the season where we've got our um, European campaign restarting next week so, or this week now. So um, so I'd say that uh, overall, very positive performance. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, there was two talking points from the game. Um, should Tammy Abraham have been sent off and should Atalanta had a penalty? I, I totally missed the penalty until I saw it on social media like last night and the Tammy Abraham challenge oh, was on Medi Demoral. Um, what were your thoughts on both of them? No and no. I take it the penalty <laughs> kick incident was the foul with the push in the second or was it? Uh, I think it was the first half. Was it Zaleski on? Was it Hatterbor or Freuler? Yeah, no, never a foul in my opinion. Okay, um, yeah, it would have been too soft to give that. I mean, it was a, it was um, maybe in the centre circle. You might get that as a free kick, maybe, but you you, you can't give a. Uh, to me, it's too soft. It's too doubtful to give mm. a penalty to, to give a penalty for that, and. Um, uh, Abraham definitely not. I mean, it was a totally unintentional. Oh God, I mean, yeah. You know, he's just lost slight control of the ball, and uh, yeah. um, any collision there with his foot and the leg of the opponent was uh, purely accidental. So, uh, um, I think, I think a yellow card would sufficed. Uh, there were three talking points actually. There was a further one. Gianluca Mancini wasn't cautioned. Oh my goodness <laughs> me! Yeah. <laughs> Everybody yeah. else was. It seemed like everybody else was cautioned and Mkhitaryan was sent off in the end. Yeah. Uh, um, but of all the players not to get cautioned, it was Gianluca Mancini. It was re- really quite remarkable, given, of course, <laughs> his uh, was, was, form. Was, yeah. <laughs> well, Roger Banyas got booked off for about 40 seconds after his introduction. I, I know, think he- that was really frustrating. And there were a couple of incidents in the first half where Atalanta, there was a foul on... Zalewski wasn't there that should have been a yellow card yeah. on near the near touchline uh, in the first half that there was no yellow card so there were at least one or two incidents in the first half where Atalanta players should have got a yellow card and they didn't get one but um, yeah I mean that was the only slightly negative uh, I took from it and of course the injury as well I don't know how bad the injury is I don't think we'll find out until maybe tomorrow or the day after but 
I think he's rolled his ankle. I think he's rolled his ankle, so it could be a couple of weeks. Um, there is rumours he won't be fit for Thursday's night game. Thursday night's, oh, bloody, Thursday evening's game. Sorry, third times, third times a charm uh, away in Arnhem. Um, there's uh, there is also doubts about Abraham's fitness into that game. They might save Abraham for the game against Udinese. Uh, on Sunday, um, what were your thoughts on Zaleski? Um, he looked like he impressed again. He only got like what sixty, sixty plus minutes until he got his injury. Yeah, I, I was thinking. He... I was thinking about that because uh, we had said last time that we didn't think he would. Uh, you know, he could start against uh, Spezia, but not against Atalanta, and he mm, did yeah. start contrary to what we thought. And he excelled. I think he proved himself to be, you know, uh, definitely uh, worthy of his. Uh, uh, starting position, and I'm not saying he's obviously he's not necessarily going to be starting all the time going forward, but he definitely played very well. He was very solid defensively, um, even with that bit of a dubious challenge. But um, overall, <laughs> yeah. uh, and he was good going forward. Yeah. He made some excellent runs. Really did make some excellent runs, um, particularly in the first half. And uh, there was one incident in the first half quite early on when he. Got, got free down the left and put a lovely cross, uh, pass into the penalty area for Abraham, but it was well intercepted. But probably without the interception, it probably it certainly would have been a shot on target by Abraham, potentially a goal. So overall, very impressive performance. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It was a shame he came off injured because he was looking uh, quite handy down the left-hand side. He was quite bright, quite lively. Um, I thought he, he played really well and gave Hatterball uh, he played at right back. He's actually probably one of the better right backs before his injury record in the last couple of years. Uh, quite a torrid time. Um, I've got another point to um, to ask. Uh, one of the uh, the players who I've been really impressed with in the last couple of months is Marish Kambula. I thought he was man of the match on, on Saturday. He defended so well against uh, the Atalanta attack. But sadly, he picked up a yellow card and well missed the, um, the Udinese's game. Um, on Sunday. Luckily, he didn't pick one up on, on Sunday and then he missed the derby the following week. Um, James, what was your uh, thoughts and your opinions on uh, Marish Kambula's performance on um, on Saturday against Atalanta? I agree completely. I thought he was excellent, very solid, very assured. He looks like he's playing with real confidence mm. and um, very. he's a player you can depend on. You know, you can really trust him and um, uh and he fitted him well with uh, his teammates. You know, everybody really played very well in defence. And um, uh, it is a pity that he's suspended um, because, obviously, it's a tricky game at Udinese. Yeah. And uh, I tend to take one game at a time. I mean, I do agree that, you know, you might want to keep him for the derby, but I tend to take one game at a time. And, and um, you know, it's uh, it is a pity that, entering that kind of form. But, of course, we do have two midweek games the next two weeks. So, um, there probably, or there might well be a bit of um, switching about players. Although, of course, we are coming from a period where the last few weeks we haven't had midweek games. Mm-hmm. So, everyone should be, you know, pretty fresh. So, um, but obviously, at this stage of the season, yellow cards. I think I'm right in saying we've received more yellow cards than any other team in Serie A, which is not, I'm not totally blaming the coach and the players for that, because I think some of the refereeing has been, uh, um, you know, of questionable quality yeah. this season. So. It, I, I totally agree with that. It's been 
poor and substandard. Yeah. <laughs> In the, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, that's it. And uh, so, um, but yeah, so uh, Kumbula, another positive sign uh, going forward. I was just going to talk about uh, Italian referees because I was speaking to some Genoa fans on social media because I posted a picture of the the non penalty they got they didn't get sorry on uh, on Sunday lunchtime against Empoli where Portanova was literally dragged not dragged he had his shirt pulled right in front of a referee and that's the second time in a couple of weeks they've been screwed over by referees it's standing the referee in this season has been poor it's been like a, a bygone to the mid two thousands where the standard refereeing in Serie A was a ridiculous. So many missed opportunities. Although in that era, of course, they they lost a lot of referees because of Calciopoli and things. Oh, so God, they, yeah. They to promote, uh, some younger referees through. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, I think they do need to look at it. To be honest with you, at at, um, at, uh, at the refereeing in Serie A because. Uh, um, it is. It has had a distorting effect. I mean, Lazio got a penalty kick against Cagliari after, in the game after our one, and you know the player could. I just think it was a ridiculous. He couldn't. Didn't have time to move his arm out the way, and his okay, arm was yeah. moving in the direction of his body. And the referee got the decision right on that occasion, and it was VAR that told him to go and review it, and then he turned his correct decision into a, into a mistake by giving the no. penalty kick. So um yeah I think the judgment is is the judgment is has been poor this season. It has. Um my final question on the game on Saturday is Tammy Abraham um he's got 20 uh, goals this season. I think 13 in Serie A and 7 in Europe I think it is overall. Um if I'm not mistaken. After a slow start, he's really impressed since, what, mid-November, December, where he's really, really hit a purple patch. Um, it was really impressive again on Saturday. He, he looked absolutely shattered. I think he, he took a, a knock on his ankle as well. Both, as you said, James, both Zaniolo and Abraham looked absolutely shattered. They did a lot of running. Um, Zaniolo, at times, was playing like as a right winger, uh, maybe in a 3-4-3, maybe more 3-6-1 as Roma camped out and then, in, at times in the second half, um, I will give credit to Jose and his tactics because they really nullified Atalanta's attack. But what are your thoughts on Abraham um, this season and on Saturday? Yeah. I thought on Saturday he was excellent. I mean, uh, he really, he really put in so much effort, mm. and um, his play for the goal was superb. I mean, oh, it's great uh, touch. Uh, yeah, wonderful touch. And, of course, Zaniolo as well before it. I mean, magnificent, magnificent oh. pass by Karsdorp. Karsdorp and the, and the, and the touch. Oh. Zaniolo, exactly. And then, you know, releasing the perfect pass to Abraham, who, again, excellent control and and such um, so clinical to uh, pass the ball, make sure it was put wide of uh, Musso, who was coming out to close down the angle. So, um, but there was enough pace on it to carry it over the line before the defender uh, could get a chance to get back to clear it. So, um, yeah, and, and overall, his movement is excellent. His touch and technique is superb, particularly for such a big man. You know, he's mm. strong and uh, mobile. Yeah, he's he's really uh, blossoming. And, uh, you know, I think if he carries on in this vein, you know, there'd be... Uh, you know, international appearances for him as well as, uh, you know, being one of the 
top strikers, if not maybe yeah, certainly one of the top strikers in the division. I was speaking to a Chelsea fan of mine who I actually went to to Brad Swindon with. Um, he's, he's a Swindon and a Chelsea fan. Um, I actually spoke to him on the way back and said, um, "Do you think Chelsea would activate the buyout clause in next summer?" Um, and he just said, "No, I don't think they will. I think it is probably an insurance." cover policy just to cover their backs if they did and um, I think with the strikers that they've got I don't think he will come back and fit in with two cool system and style of play I think that could be a really beneficiary for Roma going forward I think they could have a, a striker on their hands unless Abraham gets maybe get tempted in about three four years time from a big club it may be back in England or across Europe in another country it could um because he's really excelling now after a slow start. What was it, two goals in 10 games after the Napoli or AC Milan defeat? But since then, he's just hit the ground running, scoring in Europe and scoring in Serie A. He's never disappointed since then. It's just, I think he's shut up a lot of critic, critics who were quick to judge him so quickly after his move from Chelsea to, to Italy. Remember, it's a new country, it's a new style of football, it's a new league. It does take time, but he's really blossoming now, isn't he, James? Yes, he is. And of course, he came from a period where he hadn't played an awful lot mm. for Chelsea. And he said that himself, you know, he he's like, he said after the game on Saturday that he's been reborn almost, you know, and he's very grateful for the club, for the way it's resurrected his career in a way. You know, he's got back on track to the, become the sort of player he, uh, he believes he can be, you know, which is a top international striker. Um, and... Uh, of course, also, you know, we, we should also say it's quite interesting because when we look back and some of the criticism he received, um, you know, when he wasn't scoring as prolifically, but but he hit the frame of the goal quite oh, a yeah. few times, didn't he? He's like six Most times. Goals. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, um, uh, so, you know, we shouldn't be too surprised, perhaps, that he's um, now uh, putting the ball the right side of the post and the right side of the crossbar, you know. Yeah, um, that's, uh, I hope he scores a, a couple more goals in the next couple of weeks. Maybe he could be a derby hero in, in two sun uh, in two Sundays time. Yeah, I, um, I, I could envisage that. I really <laughs> could envisage that, that he uh, rounds off this uh, sequence of games with uh, being a hero in the derby. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good a good story to tell. Um, James, should we talk about the game on Thursday in Arnhem? Uh, Roma play Vitesse Arnhem in the Conference League. Um, Vitesse are 7th in the Dutch Eredivisie and we were actually talking off pod they had a game at the weekend actually called off against Sparta Rotterdam due to um, I would say crowd trouble um, it was in the 92nd minute and I think uh, yeah it was postponed where uh, Maduka Okaye was hit by a bottle after chasing off a pitch invader as uh, the Sparta Vitesse game was suspended Um so we play them, we, I hate saying that, sorry, Roma play them, um, it's quite territorial, Roma play Vitesse Arnhem at quarter to, quarter to six uh, UK time on on, um, on Thursday, and um, Vitesse will play Heracles in their next league game in, uh, in the Dutch league. Are you co- quite confident going into this game? Are you still harbouring the confidence that you did last week when me, you and Imran were talking on the pod? Yes, yes, I'm confident going into this game, looking at the form we're in and um, the fact that I think we do, I think there is a 
clear realisation at the club and among the squad that this is an important competition. You know, mm. We're not going into it maybe as some Italian clubs used to treat the second European competition when there were just two, you know, not giving it perhaps the priority. Thinking back, uh, going back a few years now, but when we lost to Panathinaikos in the last 32 of the Europa League. In, oh, God, that was 12 years ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. When we, you know, and then I remember immediately after the game, Claudio Ranieri was talking about the league game against Napoli on the weekend, you know, and, and of course, very almost won the league uh, that season. Mm. So, so, um, but uh, this this is very different. I think we really uh, um, pri- are prioritising this competition for a variety of reasons. One, because you know it's an opportunity to win a, uh, a competition after. 14 years it'll be, I think, this year with that 2008 that the Coppa Italia is the last yes. time yep. won a competition. We've never won a UEFA club competition, so this will be the first one. And obviously the, the associated benefits uh, financially and in terms of uh, ranking position, uh, which is going to become more and more important going forward, um, I think is, uh, you know, great motivation. And... Um, and of course, you know, if even depending what happens in the league, the winner will get an automatic place in next season's Europa League Europa, yeah. stage. Yeah. So all those things, and it'll be an iconic moment. I mean, if Pe- I know I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, but <laughs> if Pellegrini was to lift the trophy at the end of May, you know, it'd be one of the greatest nights in the club's history. So, um, and it'd be wonderful. So I think that um, as regards the game on Thursday, I think it's a team we should. I mean, what, over one game, maybe it becomes a bit more um, tricky, unpredictable. But yeah. over two games, three hours, um, with the second leg at the Olympico, uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think it would be a bit of a failure, to be honest, if we uh, if we didn't pass the pass the turn, as the Italians say. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at Vitesse Arnhem's uh, record in the, uh, in the last few games. So um, the game against Sparta Rotterdam on Friday night got postponed. Sparta Rotterdam in 17th were 1-0 up and it was in the 92nd minute. But the week previously, they beat NEC Nijmegen 4-1. Um, they've also, they drew one all against uh, FC Utrecht away from home in, in Utrecht. But in the previous round in the uh, Conference League, uh, they defeated the Austrian side Rapid Vienna. Um, they lost two one in Vienna and then one two nil at home. Uh, so, so they went through. Was it three two on aggregate? Um, Thomas Thomas Letch is the uh, is the coach. He's a German German coach, and they like to play a three five two. Well, he likes to play a three five two, which goes against the grain which the Dutch side used. Sorry, which Dutch teams used to play they play 4-3-3 um yes. the, it's, it's their dna um i watched a bit of dutch football last season vitesse were all quite impressive under latch um oh, okay. yeah um until uh, it was on premier sports and until it's it got moved onto some uh, another channel which is uh, not a tv channel it's uh you can stream the games online but yeah i've been really impressed with them um they look at they looked a good team last season they look hard to break down um they beat Feyenoord. Uh, at home, I think it was just before Christmas. This was Dick Advocat's final. So, yeah, it should be... I think it'd be... I think Thursday's game might be tougher because I think they will come up against... I think they want to prove a point against a big team. I would say a bigger team, sorry, in Roma. I remember Vitesse Arnhem beat Spurs earlier this season in the Conference League. Um, I think that was... 
maybe one of Conte's first games, or was it under New- one of Nuno's last games, if I'm not mistaken? But yeah, Conte's for early days. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm hoping for a, a performance because I've been really impressed with Roman in the last couple of weeks, and uh, I'm not like Vitesse are seventh in Holland, and they're not they're. They've got 40 points from 25 games. And uh, I think Ajax and PS3 are first and second. So I think I think the Thursday in Arnhem might be tough. I think if they, if Roma can get a result out there and then take them back to the Olympico next week, I think Roma on home soil, home comforts, it should be okay. Um, yeah, that's, what, that's the way I would look at it. Yeah. To draw in Arnhem to give us, uh, you know, uh, um, a little bit of uh, comfort, you know, for the second leg. Although I would hope we would win the game this Thursday, you know. Mm. Of course, no away goal rule. Yeah, oh, no away goals this season. In in the games that we've had in the knockout rounds, the playoff round of the Europa League and the Conference League, I've I've just keep forgetting that. And in the Champions League last 16, I've been forgetting that. It's <laughs> so easy to forget. Yeah. So used to it all, all my life, you know, just following European club competitions that the way goals were always present and uh so um but um nevertheless i think uh over the two legs yeah we should be looking to outscore them and hopefully win the tie by like a couple of goals yeah it's it's, yeah there's confidence and it's just trying to think can we get a result in arnhem just just nick a goal come back 1-0 or 2-1 and she said no away goals or a clean sheet in Arnhem would be perfect and and then take him back to Olympico and then get the result um, do you see any foreseeable changes into the 11 would you I know as I said that Zaleski might miss the game and also Abraham might miss the game would you do a bit of rotation going ahead to the Udinese game on Sunday um that's a good question. I hadn't thought of that. I didn't. Don't expect it. No, really. I might expect. Um, I think Kumbulu will play. Yeah, he obviously he has to Sunday. Yeah, and um, otherwise, I don't. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think that. Um, uh, interesting question: Who's going to play? You know, on the left side of defence because. Uh, Zaluski not available. I would say, may probably. I think likely Vina yeah. start probably because simply, and I only say that because he came on. You know, he was the first choice to replace Zaluski on Sunday, so on Saturday, beg your pardon. So um, I think um, Vina might well start, although Ibanez. Um, hmm. He's going to be available, <laughs> isn't he? From the yeah. start, probably. I would, I would uh, keep, I would keep the back Ibanez three. Might... Yeah, I would keep yeah. the back three. I, from I think Ibanez will probably yeah. start. Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I agree. And then um, I think Vina on the left side, and then um, everything else pretty much the same. Uh, Abraham, if he doesn't play, maybe. Well, I, I would think naturally Shamodorov would yes, face him. Try and get back in behind I, the defence. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That that's what. But given that Shamodorov didn't feature on as a substitute on Saturday, it was uh, Felix. Yeah. Who uh, 
came up front. Uh, but I don't think Felix will feature from the start on Thursday. So uh, if Abraham's fit, he obviously starts. If he's not fit, then I would still, even though it might seem a bit odd, I would still say Shemodorov will mm. probably start. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. with you on but the changes. I don't expect that yeah. much in the way of rotation. No, game, no. I, I think I think there might be a couple of changes. I just wonder if he will use Karstorp and because Karstorp's played a lot of football this season. I don't know if he played Maitland Niles there, or he could play Maitland Niles at Maitland Niles. Sorry, in midfield. Um, just remember, Mikatarian suspended for uh, for Sunday as well after sending off, so he could play him and then give him a rest for give him a rest. He he will be re- won't be featured on uh, on Sunday. So yeah, um, and I agree with you. If Abraham doesn't play, I think it's either it has to be Shamrodorov because he is more likely to get in behind the back three. And if he's got Zaniolo just off him um, with Shamrodorov's pace, it could be quite quite interesting to see. As Shamrodorov needs a goal, I think he's just lacking in confidence. I know it's he's gone from Russian football uh, to Genoa. To, to Roma in like three years and it's just I think it may have been a bit of a big jump but I think he's proven to be an okay squad player I think we may have played paid a bit too over uh, overpriced for him but if he can if he starts and does well on Thursday puts himself about and does a good job he can put him back into Mourinho's plans absolutely yeah, yeah I'd second that yeah all right We've got some listeners' questions. I think that's what we could talk about Vitesan and Roma on, uh, on on Thursday. If, like yourself and me and James, are in the UK, the game is uh, behind the red button on one of the BT Sport Extra channels um, on 5.45 kickoff. And the second leg is actually on BT Sport ESPN next Thursday. So that's, uh, that's uh, it's good that Roma oh, is the Mourinho pool that, most of their games this season in Europe have been on British TV, which is quite good. Right, James, we've got some listeners' questions as well. Thank you to the guys who've uh, replied to, to the tweet I sent out at half past four this afternoon, UK time. Um, okay, so uh, AS Roma SoCal, he asks... Uh, this is actually a very good question. I was going to mention this on the pod. Uh, so, since Mourinho was not on the bench, we saw that the referees were making the right, just the right choices and letting things go for our players. Do you think Mourinho being there would get under the referee's skin and the team would pay pay for it by the referee giving cards and wrong calls? I think it's a good question because I think we'd raised the point before about some of the hysterical reactions from Mourinho um has not has not only maybe uh uh played a role in referees being a bit card happy when it comes to uh, cautioning and sending off our players but also it's had maybe an effect on the team itself making them like more if you like whining complaining about mm-hmm. decisions and maybe even talking themselves into you know, yellow cards and, and and the general atmosphere around the team has been more confrontational, I think, towards officials than it was before. So it's a good it's a good point. I I, I think 
we don't really know is the answer. But um, especially on Saturday, you could say, well, that didn't work on Saturday because most of the players got yellow, you know, <laughs> yeah. several players got yellow cards. Although some of those were a bit, were a bit, yeah, you could argue they were a bit like, could have gone either way, you mm. know. But, uh, and he, he didn't seem to show the same uh, leniency towards us as he did towards one or two of the Atalanta fouls in the first half. Um, so uh, uh, it's a good question, yeah, and something to perhaps uh, keep an eye on, you know. As, uh... Yeah, I was just going to say, as Davide Massa sent off both Henrik Mkhitaryan, that was the right call. That was He took one for the team. And then Martin Darun yeah. was sent off, that what was it, a minute beforehand for something he may have said or overreacted to the referee? Yeah, was it too yeah, quick? Was in a matter of seconds. Yeah. yeah for the second one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Something on Mkhitaryan, Jerry Palmieri. Um, do you like Mkhitaryan's new role in a three-five-two? I think he's become essential there, and he's given the resurgence he's having. Would you renew him or find someone younger? I actually thought Mkhitaryan played really well um, on on Saturday. I think he linked to play from midfield and to attack really, really well. I think he's finding this new withdrawn role. I think, would you say a withdrawn role in a three-five-two? I think it's really suiting him in in Italian football. I don't think he would play this in in England. I think that might have been a bit too far far for him. But what do you think, James? Do you like him in the like a in a midfielder role in a three five two and would you give him a new contract or would you go someone a bit younger? Because Mikatarin has actually retired from international football. That came out last week. I saw that, yeah. Yeah. And it's a very good question because uh I should have mentioned Mkhitaryan because he was one of the standout performers on Saturday. Mm, yeah, totally and, agree. Um, uh, like you say, in that withdrawn role, he's played. His performances have really improved in recent weeks because he was going through a bit of a um, uh, lean spell mm. where where he wasn't, uh, you know, in, in his top form. But now he seems to be coming right back into form, and it could be that slight positional change as. Uh, He's interpreted that role really well and found maybe a niche. In terms of, I think he's going to be important for the rest of this season. Definitely. Oh, yeah, of course, definitely. Um, fitness permitting, of course, and suspension <laughs> permitting. <laughs> but going forward, I mean, I think he's a sort of player who, I think he's about 32 now. So I think he's a player who, he has a one-year contract, if I not mistaken. That's correct, so yes. his contract would expire in the summer. And I would... As things stand, I think it's going to be unlikely that we're going to get a player, a younger player of that caliber, given the other priorities. Um, mm. uh, he's not a priority to replace. And so I would be inclined to renew his contract as things stand. I mean, just, just because I, I tend to look at it like, you know, what's your priorities? And the priorities are a more deep-lying midfielder, um, maybe depending what happens with uh, Maitland-Niles and so maybe sort of a, 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 a you know a, a, another defender, and uh, maybe going more for investing more in those couple of roles and getting higher quality players mm. rather than spending money where you know, uh, you can maybe, if you like, get by. And I think Mkhitaryan, 
uh, he's not showing any signs of uh, significant deterioration. So uh, I would definitely be think heading in the direction of re- giving him a one-year renewal if he accepts it. And, of course, the fact that he, he's no longer playing for um, Armenia presumably mm. he doesn't fancy another tilt at the Euros because they're not going to play the World Cup playoffs. So the next competition he can play is not until 2024. 2024, yeah. Uh, so uh, that should also maybe extend his longevity in terms of, you mm. know, it'll get quite, uh, you know, it gets several weeks during the season where he'll be able to rest and train and recover and without the travelling and and uh, international duty. You know, on international duty. So uh, I would be looking, and I wonder actually, partly whether that's motivated his decision to, because uh, he was always very, always seemed to me very enthusiastic about representing Armenia, and always played very c- committed and played very well for them. So um, I think that might be part of the motivation. You know, he'd be able to prolong his club career for longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be. Uh, inclined to heading in the direction of a, a you know a, another one year renewal i'm with you on the renewal i think he's been i think he's taken this role and and run with it i think it really suits him um because he's like if you give him the ball he runs from midfield and creates a lot of chances with his directness with when he's running with the ball and i think playing on on saturday i think him and maris kambula would probably the two standouts and if you think Mkhitaryan in the summer when there was rumours when sorry not rumours but there were when Jose took the to the job to the project in Rome there was all these rumours that him Smalling and a couple other players wouldn't fit into Jose's style of football and all in this in his criteria of what happened in the past when Mkhitaryan was at Manchester United but I think he's been one of the better players this season. Um, him, as like I said, him and Kambula were the two standout players on Saturday. Up until uh, Mkhitaryan sending off, I think he he took one for the team. But I totally agree. Give him a one one year deal. I think isn't all contracts are being stopped or talks for contracts being stopped until the end of the summer. If, if, I, if I think that's correct, certainly until the end of the season. I think end of the season. Sorry, the, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's what we've heard, been reported. I mean, what's happening behind the scenes is always a bit, is quite. But yeah, that's that. That's uh, and Mancini was asked actually after the game about his contractual status, and he said, "Well, <coughs> excuse me," he said, "Now's not the time to talk about that." Mm. <laughs> so um, that that's like an indication that perhaps that is the case. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, uh, Mkhitaryan, and I think. Mkhitaryan would be willing to stay. You know, I think he feels settled and uh, he knows he's, you know, quite an important player. As you said, he was one of the uh, star performers at, uh, against Atalanta. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it would be good all round, really, for everyone. Yeah, totally agree. We've got two more questions and they're pretty much rolled into one. Uh, Florenzi Sarr, a.k.a. Teo, uh, from Toronto in Canada. I hope I said that right, Teo. You probably blast me again for saying Toronto wrong uh, yeah, I think this part is a bit tongue in cheek and the second question is actually a very good question after Roma's best uh, run of form recently what was the best part of the match on Saturday I would say the goal and the win um, do you believe in top four um, I would say yeah the goal was definitely the best part but yeah. I also think the the 
the defense i wouldn't say the chances created because we we spurned too many we we wasted too many we should have uh, got at least one more goal which would have made the result more comfortable and safer you know because we sweated a bit in the closing stages but um we i think the defense you know the way the team defended overall um uh, was also really pleasing to watch. You know, looked very solid and secure, and you could see it was going to take something really special mm. for them to score, like a great restart, maybe from a free kick or something, or or a great header from a corner, or a bit of magic. You know, they were ha- going to have to produce something really special to score, and they just weren't able to in that particular game. Uh, no. Top four, no. <laughs> it might be a bit stretched too far because Juve, they're grinding results now, aren't they? Uh, is it unbeaten in 12 in Serie A in all competitions? Is it really? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the next question is actually a part of uh, maybe a top four question. Uh, <clears throat> Rory Gianni, a uh, bit related to top four question. Are recent performances flash in the pan or can we look forward to more? That's a really excellent question because it is. Been, I think all of us, it's been going around in our mind because before we've often said, I think, uh, and I think it's been widely commented that whatever the result, you know, even when we've won games or we've maybe drawn a game, it doesn't really change an awful lot from what we expect to see, you know, in future games. I'm starting to feel now that we are starting to see a material change mm. and at least for the foreseeable future, which I take really for the next four games up until the international break towards the end of March, I would say that we can expect something similar to what we've had in the last couple of games. And those are good, solid performances, um, creating chances, maybe, maybe still wasting some, but, um, uh, certainly with Abraham around, at least, you know, scoring a few goals and being difficult to score against. So I would expect that to last until the international break. So uh, I don't think we have enough evidence yet to go beyond that. Uh, and I certainly wouldn't get carried away, which is why I think it's such a good question. But I think we can expect something like we've had in the last couple of games going into the the next four games uh, before the international break. Mm. Um, Is it Roma unbeaten in seven, winning three and drawing four? It's quite strange because if they managed to pick up any positive results in that weird month of February that they had, so the drop points against Genoa, Sassuolo... And Hellas, they managed to get something out of that. Fourth could have been in with a shout, but I think maybe a bit too far now, especially with Juventus picking up points. But do you feel like we are now seeing maybe Jose's style of Roma now? That has taken him six, seven months and seen it in the last couple of games because I think I've seen glimpses of it. The last couple of games have been quite battling and quite determined and defensively there's a bit of structure there yes i think defensively in particular i I think uh i think it's quite possible that you're going to be proven right and (laughs) yeah back we'll look at this phase of games and we'll think um like march was the point or 
you know, back end of February, beginning of March was the point when things started to turn more in our favour and uh, the team started to become more difficult to beat and more likely to win games than draw games and draw games rather than lose games. Mm. Um, so, uh, yes, I mean, it's wise to be cautious because there's been so many, well, I say ups and downs, more downs than ups this season. But Tammy Abraham said an interesting thing as well after the game. He said that, you know, you could see how we, 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 we know each other better now, have a better understanding of each other, and we're playing in a more compact way, which makes us more difficult to penetrate and score against. And uh, that's exactly what you'd see on the pitch. You know, the, the team looks much more compact, much more difficult to uh, penetrate. So um, uh, I think, may, you know, I'm a I'm little bit sitting on the fence in saying yes or no is the answer to that question. But I think there's a decent, more than decent chance that we are starting to see something towards what Mourinho would have perhaps we would have expected to see from Mourinho perhaps earlier in the season. You know? Mm. I know. I thought it was always going to take a time because just remember this time last year, it started to unravel for Roma, didn't it? I remember when we, we beat Genoa, we beat uh, Fiorentina, thanks to a last minute goal from, or not a last minute goal, a late goal from Diawara. Then it just went completely horrible. Do you remember, like Palmer, defeat, Napoli defeat. I think the Palmer defeat yeah, was the start of that horrible yeah. sequence. But it was also at the time when we were clearly putting all our eggs in, in the, the Europa League, League basket. Yeah. 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 Oh, what a horrible something to think about. Horrible. Yeah, that was almost a year ago. And then it just went completely wrong against Manchester United and Roma failed to capitalise on anything in, in, in the league. Um, Thank you, too. It's a real pity because yeah. it was just that second half in Manchester that was the problem. If you look at that tie over the two legs, we were at least equal to them for three quarters of that tie. Oh, just that and weird the tie 45 decided, minutes, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh, still think about it almost 11, 10, 11 months later. It could have been, but hey-ho, it's football. Uh, thank you to the guys who are to ask questions. It really does mean a lot. Um, I hope we answered them perfectly and correctly for you um top four maybe who knows as james said earlier in the podcast just take one game at a time don't get too ahead of yourself but roma have won a couple of games in a row and also james did you feel like this that they did it without Mourinho on the touchline which was i'm not saying this as an indictment but i think he set up the team in the correct way in the last two games um especially at spezia where you playing against 10 men, you didn't need to play a back three, but against Atalanta and against their style of football, trying to get five men behind the ball. And also you, you're attacking players to come back and maybe defend as a seven or maybe an eight and play a little bit on the counter attack. I think we got, I think he set up the team perfectly for that. So he has credit. Um, I hope it continues going on in, in the forward. Yeah, I'd agree with all of that. I think he did get things in both games uh, pretty much spot on, yeah. I think that wraps uh, a bow on on tonight's episode. James, thank you very much for joining. Um, Guys, you can find Love Magicast podcasts 
uh, ugh, get the words out, sorry. I'll start that again. Sam, you could probably edit that part out. Um, guys, you can find us at lamagicast.com. Uh, you can find all our previous podcasts on, on the website. Uh, you can find us on all the, all the podcast platforms, so your Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, etc., etc. Uh, James, happy Monday, and thank you for joining me on this uh, on this Monday evening. Uh, we talked almost 50 minutes about Roma and Roma against Atalanta and the Vitas Arnhem game and questions. I'm really looking forward to the next couple of games going up into the international break because it's compact, isn't it? You've got Udinese in the league and you've got the two games against Vitas Arnhem and the Derby's coming up. The Derby. Lazio at home. Oh, it's going to be tense. Can't wait. Uh, James, thank you very much for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure. And always remember, Forza Roma and ciao. Ciao. Daje.